Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. You know, we go to work in the morning, and one thing that really resonates for me when you look around are all the giant trucks on the road. I mean, our country, you know, Canada, North America, Latin America, the entire world. I mean, we're dependent on the trucks. We're dependent on the truckers to get the things that we use every single day from point A to B. And, you know, there's so much going on behind the scenes. You see the truckers on the road, but we have a whole logistic protocol that has to happen to get transportation, getting to the right spot at the right time with the right goods. So we're fascinated with the space. So we wanted to bring a real leader on the space on the show today. Her name is Miss Celine Daphne, and she, of course, is the co-founder and CEO of Urban Valley Transport Limited. And let me tell you, she's done a great job. She's a great entrepreneur. She's leading the way with transportation. She has a great dedicated fleet, and man, she just knows so much about the space. We wanted to bring her on. So Celine, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. I yeah, love it. it's, great. it's great to have you, Celine. You know, we had our pre-interview call and my team was in, just blown away with how much you know about transport. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> let's get into it. Before we get started, let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Give us a little history about Urban Valley Transport, and then we've got a lot of questions for you. All right. So... Believe it or not, I got my start in transportation because Enron stock crashed. <laughs> I had a job as a um, admin assistant in the stock market, and Enron stock crashed, and the next day I was without a job. So I was <clears throat> job hunting, and I got a job. The first job I got was in transportation. And that went from just being a job to being a passion to being dedicated to it and meeting the partners in the industry. Yeah, I love it. You know, you, you had this situation, you turned a negative into the positive, you got involved with the transportation space, and then you really captured what's going on very quickly. You learned so much about it. And here you are, you know, as the co-founder and CEO of Urban Valley Transport. Let's talk about Urban Valley Transport. What is it? Before we get started with so many questions, what is it? I mean, let's talk about, you know, the fleet. Let's talk about the dedicated fleet that you have. Let's talk about, you know, the areas that you serve right now. Well, uh, the fleet at this point is over 120 vehicles, which is 
fabulous. Um, we are servicing anywhere from Hope to Squamish to Nanaimo, Kamloops, all the way down to Seattle. So we've got a broad area now. Wow, it's such a great number of vehicles. I mean, it's really incredible. You know, I have a couple of vehicles in the garage and those are hard to maintain <laughs> and keep running and, you know, getting to the right place. You've got over a hundred vehicles that you have to take from point A to B. How does it work? Let's talk about it because it's a fascinating space. When we see people on the road, we see the drivers on the road, the men and women that drive the vehicles. How do you hire? I mean, how do you figure out how many drivers you need and how many vehicles you need as your business continues to sort of burgeon at the seams? It, it's always a balancing. It's about having enough revenue because we care about our staff. There's a lot of independent operators that work for us. They are commission-based. I need to make sure that they're making enough money to pay their bills and pay their mortgage and pay their childcare support. Yeah, so makes sense. They're very important to us. Yeah, your team is very important. The drivers really are the, the key to the whole business. What types of companies reach out to you? You know, they say, hey, we've heard about Urban Valley. We need to transport some pallets or we need to transport some items. Is it mostly uh, pallets of goods? Is it, is it giant truckloads of merchandise? I mean, what's the things that's really driving Urban right now? Uh, well, we've got a couple of divisions. So we've got the ad hoc, which is the pickup and delivery. I'm going to call you today and you need to pick up from point A and deliver to point B. Um, I have lots of contracts as well, dedicated contracts. They're same route, same thing every day. And then I've got a few ad hoc contracts. So it's part of the industry. Yeah, it's interesting. So you've got the ad hoc, you've got the... The, the people that call you last minute, probably they say, hey, Celine, or remember your team or Celine, you know, we need this to go here today. Like, I'm sure there's no tomorrow in your business. Is that sort of the idea? It was always needed yesterday. Every single time. Yeah, of course it is. And, you know, people that need that, they need it quick and they need it fast. And one thing that you've become known for is that very fast delivery, on-time delivery. And one thing that also we've read on the review, Celine, is you know, you take a lot of pride in the safety component of your business. In other words, you know, safety is the number one thing that you look at besides the speed. You want your driver safe, you want the items to arrive safe. And and what's it like? I mean, how do you lead from the top to let sure that everybody knows in the company that this whole safety idea of getting the items there safety safely and having the truckers stay safe is an important part of your business. It's, it's a difference in mentality about policy and what your company believes in. And we believe in our staff. We appreciate them. We need them. And then we need to provide the service. So we need to put them first and everything else second, but at the same time, we need their customers. Yeah, I like it so much. So you've built this great business. You have a great sort of 
you know, niche, you know, throughout Vancouver and Burnaby and Richmond and some of the other spots where you go. And, uh, you know, you go as far as Horseshoe Bay and and (laughs) what's it like? I mean, we look at these, these big trucks and, you know, I had a chance to actually take a look at a truck. Uh, Someone invited me to see their truck at a company that I'm involved with. And, it almost looked like a spaceship in the truck. I mean, it had all kinds of technology and computer monitors and, you know, everything else, every bell and whistle that you think that, you know, you'd see on the most technologically advanced vehicle for a car you see in a truck now. So how important is technology to driving this industry that you're, you're leading up uh, at the company? Technology is absolutely important. We're in the process of updating all of our dispatch software, all of our warehouse management software. You need to be more in tune to the customers who want right now. I want to know my inventory is right now. I want to know where my shipment is right now. Currently, we have all the GPS. So you can click on the button and you can see where your parcel is in the lower mainland, that little truck. But more and more customers want absolute transparency with where their products are. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. So you can do that through technology. And of course, one thing I would imagine that's very important to keep this, you know, high quality staff fully engaged, the drivers safe is maintenance. And I know that you have a a great passion in your team to make sure that the maintenance schedules really surpass the industry standards that are out there. Where did that come from, that idea that you wanted to have the most highly maintained vehicles on the road? So the other co-founder, Don Dockney, is uh, very in tune with uh, the entire industry, and he grew up as a driver. So he knows going through the ranks and what it's like being a driver and having to deal with everything. So the foundation that we have is a little different than most transport companies. Yeah, it makes sense, of course. And you're doing your part in helping your customers really succeed by really strengthening their their transportation, their logistics, really the backbone of British Columbia. Let's talk about it a little bit because... We've heard some stories of companies that have hidden fees, companies that are charging a little bit more than what the people are expecting when they hire a transportation company. But in your particular case, you know, the rate that you quote is the rate that they get. And we love that so much. I definitely have to say I was disappointed in the industry when the flood this past winter came along. And I live and work out here, and I watch every single other transportation company throw in a 30% surcharge, flood surcharge, and we refuse to do it. It might get there a day later, but we'll, we'll honor. We'll honor what we're doing, and there's no need for that. Yeah, and people love it, of course. One thing that came across our desk about what you're doing that really is a testament to your team and the way you're running your business is you have countless companies that really have totally outsourced their fleets to Urban Valley because, you know, you're able to show these positive results from, you know, not only the cost, but the customer service as well. So 
Um, this outsourcing model seems very interesting. Tell us about that. So outsourcing is a absolute positive for anybody who needs a little bit of management, even one or two trucks or 20 trucks or 50 trucks. This is what we do. This is our professional industry. You don't go to your lawyer and ask them to be your dentist. I am your lawyer in the transportation world. Yeah, it makes sense. So let's let me get a little geeky with you because I'm very curious. A trucker, you know, they're out on the road. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 pushing it. You know, they they want to get the stuff there safely and on time. I call it stuff, but it's you know important items. Is there a certain amount of hours that someone can be on the road? Do they have to take breaks every number of hours by a mandate? How does all that work? Because, you know, a lot of people wonder, are these, you know, guys and gals trucking for 23 straight hours or are they taking breaks? No, absolutely. There's, there's rules, regulations. We follow them to the T. Um, hours on route, hours parked, um, especially internationally. And they change between Canada and the U.S., the rules and regulations. So we're very familiar. We're very adept to that. And we hold it. Yeah, really good. Really good. I mean, you have to be on top of it. You also provide third-party warehousing uh, logistics. So let's talk about that. We found that to be an interesting, what we call line extension on your business. So currently we have three warehouses in the Fraser Valley, and then we have a 25,000 square foot warehouse in uh, Langley or Gloucester Industries. Um, it's a commercial park and the inbound and outbound products for our customers, we are that final mile. So we inbound from the port of Vancouver, and then be outbound to their customers. Wow, it's interesting. Now, is that going to be a part of your business that you plan on expanding into the future? Absolutely. So during COVID, we realized that there was a shift over the business mentality. So years ago, back in 2009, when I was still in the industry, um, everything was in-house. And then it got moved to out of house and shipped to, you know, me. And that got broken down over COVID. Um, there was supply chain issues. And so now customers are more concerned about having their product close to home again, which was something that had disappeared over the years. Yeah, interesting. Celine, let's talk about the final mile delivery because it's our understanding. And for the people that don't understand what that is, if you have a transportation service or you need to get something from point A to B, that a third of the cost approximately of that delivery is to get it in that final mile of delivery. And that's really takes up a large portion of the delivery cost. Is that what the final mile delivery service sort of analysis looks like from your perspective? Absolutely. So final mile is that last point, that last checkpoint from 
wherever it may be to the customer. And so sometimes it's from our warehouse, sometimes it's from a different warehouse, but that last piece is a third of the cost. And and of course, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Of course, your business now with what you're doing with this final mile delivery opportunity really can reduce the cost for your clients and you're really able to break it down. So for the people that order from Amazon, for example, you know, you'll, you'll be able to understand it. You're, you're in a certain part of your country, whether it's Canada, the U.S., or wherever you're watching the show from, and you order something from across the country, 30% of the cost of that delivery charge or what's baked into the cost of the delivery charge at Amazon really is to get it from the last mile to your door. So it's so interesting. Isn't that right? That's exactly correct. All right, let's talk about something that everybody talks about, and that's reliability. I mean, when we think about it, Celine, you know, they want it on time. You want your people to be safe. You want the maintenance to be perfectly done and above the industry standards. But you don't build a business like the one you've built unless, Celine, you've become a reliable partner, someone that people can trust. So when you were starting the company, how important was that for you and your co-founder to become the reliable partner for your clients? Our reputation was absolutely everything. Our reputation in the industry, we are a service industry. So it's the word of mouth. It's the customer that says, yes, I got it on time. Yes, they did everything they could. Or no, they couldn't make it on time. But they called me and they made alternate arrangements and they satisfied my my needs. Reputation is everything. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, we looked at some of the photos of your center and and one thing that caught our attention, you know, especially in Southern California, we don't hear this very often. But one thing that you have is heated docks. And I thought that was really important being up in Canada. Let's talk about the heated docks because that came across our desk. Somebody at the, at the you know, at Dotcom Magazine said, make sure you ask Celine about the heated docks. Yes, we definitely have temperature controlled um, facilities and trucks. But honestly, in, in this region, temperature controlled is not really a thing. It's reefers, the cooler cooler items and we do not service that industry, but it, it can be a thing as well. <laughs> Is there certain cities that you service that are sort of the hotbeds for transportation? I mean, what cities are really your main sort of hubs, if we could say that right now? Well, industrial parks, Delta, Richmond, these are industrial cities. They're major uh, commercial lots out there. Chilliwack, actually, in BC, has become a new hotspot. So, I love it. I love it. So then, when we think about it, you know, traditionally, the trucking industry has been primarily a male industry. You know, a lot of the owners have been men. A lot of the truckers were men, but not anymore. That's totally changing. Of course, I'm speaking to you, one of the founders and CEOs of this great company, and more women are getting into the field. What's it feel like to sort of be a breakthrough entrepreneur and leading such a great company, you know, knowing that, you know, prior, you know, 
20, 30 years ago, this was primarily a man's, a man's uh, business? I wouldn't even say 20, 30 years ago. I would say about five years ago, I uh, walked into a customer's office and I was set for a meeting and uh, we were going to discuss some relationship problems or service issues. And uh, the first thing out of the men's voice was, why did they send the secretary? Oh, that's not good. Oh. So I, I rolled with it. I just played the secretary, but, you know, it, it's still a thing. It's still a thing. Yeah, it's interesting. So, well, you're, you're, you're breaking through, and we're, we all need that, and we all need, you know, more powerful entrepreneurs uh, to, to break through in different industries. I want to get geeky a little bit more because I, I, I have another question that came from a member of my team. I wanted to ask you about it. All your trucks, they're on the road. I mean, you've got 100 or more moving around, you know, all around the area. Do you have a centralized technology platform where you can look and see where all these trucks are at a given moment? How does all that work? Absolutely. So I have GPS on all my trucks. Um, the difference is I'm pushing the boundaries of technology currently. We're looking at new platforms. We need to provide more to the customer. So at the moment, any given customer can log online and see exactly where their parcel is. Yeah, I love it. It's great. So you really have this uh, ticked and tied. One thing that we really liked about what you're doing, and I know that the entire team has gotten behind it, is you support the Ronald McDonald House. And I like that so much. I mean, it's such a great um, facility that they have. They built them throughout the North America. Now they're going throughout the world. What is it about donating you know, to the Ronald McDonald House that, that makes you and your team feel so good and have a sense of community by doing so? So Ronald McDonald is only one of the charities that we support. We support many. Um, community means everything to us. So it's very dear to our core and what we want to do. And this isn't just a business. It's a family and it's a community. Yeah, it's powerful. And you, you, you not only support the Ronald McDonald House, but so many different charities that are in your in your neck of the woods and and like you said it's it's very important for entrepreneurs who are watching the show to really rewind what Celine just said because to become part of the community really sets you apart sometimes and and it's a great way to you know walk into your place of work every day drive your car to work or walk or take a bike or a scooter whatever you take and know that you're changing the community that you're a part of. And, and I know that the community loves that so much. So congratulations on what you're doing there. Let's talk about entrepreneurship. I mean, you've got a great journey. You know, you lost your job uh, <laughs> and here you are running this great company. For the younger entrepreneur, Celine, watching the show, let's give back. Let's, let's tell them what it takes to get through a tough time, what it takes to get through a pothole in the road. What do they need to think about? as they're going along their journey to continue to keep on pushing when times get tough? Uh, it's a hard one. You've got to believe in your dream. You've got to want that dream. 
I, I remember at one point where I was maxing out every single personal credit card I had just to keep the business afloat in those first years. You, you, you do have to sacrifice. You do have to risk it. You, there's no risk without reward, but you, you do need to believe in it and go for it. Yeah, I love it. That's going to be the, the name of your TED Talk, Believe in It and Go For It, or maybe your next <laughs> book that you're going to write or your first book that you're going to write. Very motivational story. You know, you took sort of the crumbles of what happened after, you know, you were probably <laughs> devastated with losing your job. And you said to yourself, man, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to, you know, put my pants on one foot at a time, one leg at a time, or my dress on, whatever you decide to wear that day, and then push. And then get into something where you probably hit a lot of roadblocks and you hit a lot of doors that probably slammed in your face. And here you are, you know, with over 100 trucks, you have a big facility. I mean, you're really becoming a name brand in the British Columbia area. So, Celine, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. I mean, this has been a great interview. And thanks again for being on the show. Thanks, Andy. 